Tatum's got to put it up. Step back, three-pointer. Bang! Jason Tatum from downtown. One clutch shot after another. He's got 36. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Banner 18. I am Owen O'Connor. And my co-host, James Conley, is not present today. But I figured, why not get something underway for a bit? So, about an hour ago, the Celtics lost to the Sixers. It's their second loss this season. They're now 5-2. and two. Um, I'm going to keep this one short. This episode short. Uh, this isn't going to be an hour-long thing. It's not going to be crazy. I'm just basically going to go over what I have watched this season what I think is going to happen and just set this up this podcast up for the future before I get into everything uh, I just want to say thank you to anyone who has stuck with this podcast throughout the years Um, I know we've had our ups and downs I know we were so consistent during COVID and the 21 Celtics season and uh, I apologize for the fact that we have not posted as much lately uh, me and James are both seniors in high school, and there's a lot of stress going on about college and everything, and it is so crazy that we are now seniors in high school because when we had started this podcast, neither of us wanted to be named. We wanted to stay as Celtics Wire and Celtics Edge because that's all who we were. We were eighth graders going into freshman year of high school wanting to run a Celtics podcast and we never figured out how to until I went to a small camp during COVID an online one that was like I use a site anchor it kind of helps me figure out how to run a Celtics site or sorry not a Celtics site how to run a podcast and we got this we got anchor and anchor has been so kind to us ever since I mean it's 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 really helped us grow a brand and now I plan on entering into sports journalism as a major in, in high school or in college uh, a journalism major or a sports journalism major and it all started blooming off of this podcast off of me wanting to talk about a sport that I love to talk about it's it's this podcast has given me a a platform that I wouldn't usually expect it is just it's it's so crazy to me that I have the ability to talk about this sport and have some people listen. And I have my Twitter account, and I understand people are influenced by that Twitter, and they listen to the stuff I say, and they take note of it. But for the most part, this is who I am, is what comes from this podcast. And these are my genuine ideas, mixed with some things I've seen on Twitter. And we want with this podcast in the future what I want to be able to do and I haven't really discussed as much with James yet because we haven't been talking much about this podcast because we haven't really had a lot of time to do it I mentioned it to him but he was like oh we're just so swamped even a few minutes ago I texted him I was like do you want to record this it was only me a few minutes and he was like sorry man I got um uh econ homework and and really it's it's all packed into our we leave for college next August, and we want to get in as many together episodes as we can. We have never recorded an episode in the same room together, and that's my goal this winter is to be able to record one together. 
Um, I think that it's due time. I think we should be sitting in the same room across from each other talking about sports. And we want to do that. We want to be able to answer questions online. We want to grow this as best as we can. Because this podcast is sky's the limit for it. And we want to take this as far as we can. Now, so I just want to say thank you to everyone who has stuck with us no matter what. Thank you. Now, uh, let's address the bigger elephant in the room here, which is the Celtics. And I don't have anyone to discuss my stuff with tonight, so I'm kind of... I might just do some breakdowns from what I watched. And it's hard to do this because I can't show you what I'm talking about. So, which I am, by the way, I am starting a YouTube channel, which I'm going to be able to do breakdown more film and this type of stuff. But for the moment, uh, I'm just talking to the viewer right now or the listener. And so the Celtics lost tonight. It wasn't... It wasn't a, a promising loss like the Timberwolves was, which there are no promising losses, but the Timberwolves' loss was interesting because although they shouldn't have lost that team, they lost without Derek. And Derek is so important to the Celtics, but losing without him in such a close game against the number one defense in basketball against a team that is so, so good is so huge for this roster because there's only really six, six seven guys on this roster. Pritchard's not been very good so far. Um, O'Shea Brissett doesn't get a lot of minutes, even though he should. Svima Hailuk doesn't get any minutes, even though he should. Um, there's a lot of a lot of players on this roster that don't get minutes that they should, and it's not as deep as a roster as it was last year. If you remember, we had Grant Williams, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, how well Hauser's turned around? Hauser had a really good night tonight. He had about 11 points um, or so. Uh, he was hitting a shot. That's all you can really ask for is for him to hit, hit, hit the shot. But tonight was was an exception. Tonight was weird. I, I couldn't explain why they were doing it because at times they look so good, but at times they look so bad. And primarily, it has to do with the Jays, which I will get into later, and not Drew. Drew Holiday looked so good tonight. Drew has been an exceptional addition to this team. Because we haven't been able to, we haven't been doing this podcast. If if you are listening to this, basing your Celtics knowledge off of this podcast, what the hell is wrong with you? But for anyone normal, um, or you know what, I'll just say it anyways. The Celtics acquired Drew Holiday in the off season for Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, and acquired Kristaps Porzingis for Marcus Smart. Now, Porzingis looked great tonight. He's looked great all season. Um, I'm gonna, when I do my YouTube video, I'm gonna use this same metric right here, but through, uh, uh-oh, I'm actually gonna have it in the first place, uh-oh, whatever, I think I know it off the top of my head, through the first five games, this was not recorded, I have not looked at the stats, so I can't tell you now, but through the first five games, Kristaps Porzingis was... People, when you were within six feet of the of the net, people were shooting around fifty percent, forty nine percent against Kristaps Porzingis. The league average is sixty four percent in the paint, and players are scoring fifty percent against him in the paint. From three point range, players are scoring thirty eight percent. 
So Chris Upsporzing is, is putting up elite defenses. He's not putting up Robert Williams defensive stats. Robert Williams, it's just funny because I have my Celtics calendar. Robert Williams is November. But Robert Williams would put up just out, outrageous numbers for the team. And it, yes, it does suck that he's gone. And I wish him the best of health. But it had to happen in the end. It had to. So now we're sitting at around um, five and two. Porzingis has looked great. He had thirty, another near thirty points tonight. He's been so good this season. Drew Holiday defensively has been a monster too. He's allowing around fifty percent in the paint as well, while also allowing twenty three percent from three. The league average is forty percent from three. Which is incredible. I wanna I wanna reiterate that that is effing incredible to being allowed that. And tonight, my one real breakdown here is the Jays just didn't look like themselves. Jason Tatum had sixteen points on eight of six of fourteen, which in retrospect is not a bad night for any player. Sixteen points, fifteen rebounds, six assists. That is a good night. But for his standards, it's not because he is a 30-point-per-game scorer. He's a superstar. My issue with him tonight was he was very passive and he didn't look aggressive. And this is why – this is one of the tweets I saw was basically someone was like, why is this the same guy that chest-bumped LeBron in his rookie season? Yes, it is. Um – I know he's not taking the shots we want him to. I know it. But he's looked better this year. And yes, he was passive tonight. But I think he's also partly exhausted. I mean, you have to think he's playing 35 minutes a night every single night and it's a regular season. The guy, as good as he is, just needs a break. Um... It's hard to break down this film from this game because it just ended a few minutes ago. Just ended. I could go over the whole season in general. My main takeaways, it's 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 so hard to, to base around the team through six games. There are seven games now. But my two main takeaways have been that Chris Stops looks really good. Drew looks really good. Derek White, really good. Jason Tatum, really good. Jalen Brown, really bad. And there is a legitimate case that Jalen Brown could be the fifth best player on the team. And that's, oh, what are you talking about? That's outlandish. No, 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 no. You have to think about this from a real standpoint. Jalen Brown's shot selection allows him to get to 25 points a night. Not a shot selection. His his shot, the amount of times he takes, like the amount of shots he takes a night is why he can average 25 points. It's that simple. Tonight, Jalen Brown shot four for 13 from the field and had 11 points. He had five points going into going into four minutes left in the fourth quarter and hit two threes. I will give him credit. I liked the fact that he was able to hit the two threes. It gave me confidence in him. But for the amount of money, and not to mention, he had the four turnovers too. So he had five points and four turnovers with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. While making one of two free throws. 
Jalen Brown is a good basketball player. I'm not disputing that. But I think that I understand, well, the, the Supermax for the NBA, he had to get the he had to get the 300 million. I understand. But he got the 300 million. And you have to realize that he got 300 million and did not improve at all. He doesn't look like he improved. His IQ is still low. He's still turning the ball over at outlandish rates. His shot selection is terrible. I mean, I have a screenshot of his shot selection when he had five points. And it was, he's made two shots in the paint and missed. One shot right outside the paint. Or no, sorry. He's made two shots in the circle. Made one shot, missed one shot right outside. Missed one shot at the free throw line. Missed one shot in the mid-range. Missed another shot, deep mid-range, around the middle court. Then has missed four threes. He missed another three after this. It's it's so on and off with this guy. And I, I, I really, I really want to support him so badly. I want him to be good. But it's just, I can't explain why he's playing bad. It's, it's, it's incredible. For the amount of money he makes... And for the talent he puts on the floor is, is something I'm trying not to swear because I want this monetized and I, I, you know what I mean? It's, but it's, it's just so infuriating to watch Jalen Brown do what he does because you know, he should be better and you know, he can play better, but for some goddamn reason, he doesn't. And I don't know why he doesn't, but he doesn't. And it's infuriating to watch. And it's the same thing with Tatum tonight. Tatum is not off the hook. Tatum also played terrible tonight. And it's infuriating to watch that these two guys that you absolutely know are superstars. Jalen, eh, Tatum is absolutely a superstar. You watch these two, and they don't play well, and they're the reason you lost, and you say, what the hell? And that's not leaving off Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard got a four-year $30 million at the beginning of the season. Very exciting deal. Awesome deal. I think he deserved every penny of it from the preseason he had. So then why is he now, his best game is 15 points, but that was from crunch time. I mean, from garbage time. He can't score. He dribbles the ball out, the clock, gets to the paint, can't get a, can't do anything in the paint, passes the ball out, and then either holds on the ball too long, misses a floater, gets a turnover, misses a three, gives the ball to Tatum too late in the shot clock. I, I just don't get the guy. He begged for minutes, pleaded for minutes last last season, requested a trade because he couldn't get enough in the minutes. So he finally got these minutes. Why is he not taking advantage of them? You begged and pleaded for minutes, and you finally get them, and you do nothing with them. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know why. And I want to piggyback back onto Porzingis for a bit here. With my YouTube video that's going to come out, I mainly researched into Porzingis' stats. He has missed, on average, 32 games a season in his NBA career before joining the Wizards. And last year, he missed 17. Yes, he missed 17 games last year, which is nearly half of 32. Nearly. Not exactly half of 32. Nearly half of 32. He would have played 70 games for the first time since his rookie season had he not gotten sick at the end of the season. I don't think people under like are undervaluing how good Porzingis can be has been. 
because people saw Smart get traded for a guy that was injury-prone and sort of a team cancer and went, well, shoot. Fish sticks. We, we, we got, we traded our heart and soul for this guy. Crap. Like, what do we do about this? And, and yes, I can understand that. But my immediate reaction was, because I watched that guy. I watched that guy last season. I wanted the Celtics to trade for him. And I went, oh my god. We could legitimately win. Because Chris Sops was healthy last season. And he looked so good. And the only question was, was this lightning in a bottle? Or was this legit? And it clearly seems that it was legit through these first few games. I mean, he just opens up the floor in in a way that's that's so special for this team. Because that's all you really ask for is for him to, is for a player to open up the floor. Like, I I don't get how um Robert Williams. Okay, so here's the thing. And one of the main questions of the offseason, or yes, after Coach Mazzula took over, was about Robert Williams. Because Ime Utoko is a defensive-minded head coach. So he was able to focus in on Robert Williams. And he was able to utilize him perfectly. Which is very funny because in January 2022, right before the turnaround, literally January 31st, 2022, the Celtics went 8-0 after I made this tweet. I said, he is underutilizing Robert Williams. And the Celtics turned the season around right after that, which was just the funniest thing ever. So anyways, Ime is gone. And now you bring in Joe Mazzulla. And the question was, after watching this season, Robert Williams had lost a step in athleticism. And Joe Mazzulla was an offensive-minded head coach who loved the three ball. What do you do with Robert Williams? He doesn't space the floor. He's useless. His, he's not as athletic, and he doesn't space the floor. He doesn't fit the Missoula ball timeline. So they traded for Porzingis, and I figured that was just to help Rob be able to space. I figured they'd run. I figured they'd start Rob, but I'd be okay with starting Al because that's a, an all-shooting starting five. Derek, Jalen, Jason, Al Porzingis, or Porzingis Al. And I figured that that would be the lineup because I was all shooting. And then Drew Holiday became available. And I saw Drew become available. And not only did I know the Celtics were going to get him, I knew Robert Williams was gone. Because there's your point guard who can shoot. And all of a sudden, you move Porzingis to the center. And you have a five-man lineup of good, good shooters then holy crap, this is what Joe Mazzulla's wanted. You have five shooters out there, and you're starting five. All very good shooters. That is what Joe Mazzulla wanted all along, and you gave it to him in in his first offseason. Where do I think this team can go? Um, I think this team can win the championship. I think the champion it's championship or bust this year with the second apron that they've gone into. Um... I, I still think they're the best team in basketball. I know they've lost the last two games and the sky is falling and everything. I still think they're the best team in basketball. You have to win game. You have to lose games. You have to. You're not the 73 and 9 Warriors. You're not the 66 and 15 Celtics. You're not. Or 66 and 16 Celtics. 
you're not you are not winning this many games you'll win 60 games yes you'll absolutely win 60 games i have no doubt in my mind but those 22 losses have to come somewhere yes it's okay to be upset after a loss it's absolutely okay but in the long run you have to understand teams are going to lose games you have to it's part of basketball and I've come to the realization that these losses don't matter because it's a regular season and they have to come at some point. And in the long run, the Celtics will make the playoffs and they will win the championship, and I will stand by that. I'm sorry that this is only 20 minutes, but I told you I don't have a partner to discuss stuff with. We're very early into the season, and I just wanted to give an update on how we've been doing and what the future of this podcast is while addressing the Celtics. Thank you. Gotta go.